0: Welcome to the IFSJ Leaders in Fire and Safety podcast on the topic of the importance of effective marketing. My name is Duncan White. I'm the group editor with IFSJ. Alongside me today is Paul Davison, CEO of the Proteus Communication Group and my colleague Ian Hoy, editor of IFSJ. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here. I think that um, This podcast, we've been talking about for a little while, and uh, it's something that uh, I think will be of interest to um, our listeners. We're looking today at the importance and effectiveness of marketing, and Paul, we've known each other for a long time, and you're uh, uh, very well known within the the industry. So I'm going to come to you and say, tell me what marketing is all about
1: the 20 billion dollar question straight in there Duncan which is what I'd expect with you and um, I'm going to give you a, the the definitive definition of what marketing is and to do that I would go to the Chartered Institute of Marketing in the UK who have got a very nice and succinct uh, summary of what it is and they say marketing is the management process responsible for identifying anticipating and satisfying customer requirements profitably and so what that means it's about getting the right product out at the right price into the right place all at the same time and then promoting it to make sure that people are aware of it and want to actually buy it
0: so from a from a perspective of publishing we uh, so getting it to the marketplace and promoting it so the the role of a of a successful publisher will be to work with a with a marketer to take the brand or the product and promote it in a way that will be of best effect to the success for the the product
1: is that how you see it yeah i think it really it it, it's, it can be distilled down into meaning that you really understand what your customer actually needs not what they want what they actually need Because that gives you an opportunity to provide a product to them, sell a product to them, which you're going to make profit on consistently over a long period of time. And what that requires you to do is to be extremely close to your customers to understand what they're thinking and what trends they are going through in the marketplace and yes dealing with the media and, and working with the media is an essential part of that it the, the the actual mix you would use would include things everything from corporate identity public relations uh, advertising sales promotion and sales management which people quite often forget you know they might have a good way to get the product sold but it's making sure you're managing that sales sales process right the way through to taking part in exhibitions webinars and podcasts even
0: where, where we are at the moment, I suppose, if we're looking at this from the, the three of us sitting, talking, we're, we've got a, a successful um, publication, um, successfully edited by our learned friend, Ian. And I think that, am I right in saying that the, the, public, the publication and the marketing via that medium it's just a small part of the overall process.
1: Yeah, it, it is. I mean, the, the key thing you've got to be working at is to make sure that you're expressing what your product, the value that your product can bring to your customers. And delivering that through a trade publication is just one of the routes to try and get your messages out into the marketplace. Although I do think the IFSJ is a very good example of somebody who has a product, and they bring that product into an established uh, market And they actually can get into that market and start selling that uh, magazine as effectively as you have done. You've done a very good job at raising the profile and shaking up the trade media within the fire safety sector globally. And there's not many have been able to do that. And I think one of the things that you've done, which is a good example for anybody trying to market products into the fire safety sector, is to make sure that, again, you're in the right places at the right time and you're getting your messages across about what you do that's different. And that is going to add value to those people who want to work with you, whether that's advertising or providing you with editorial.
0: Yes, I agree, and I think thank you for those the kind words. Um, I I'm very very new to uh, to IFSJ, as you know, only been in post since January, and uh, the the position of the of the magazine is down to to the hard work of uh, of Ian and and the team. Ian I'm coming coming to you now as a as an editor, I think having having been an editor for the last ten years myself, but also looking at it and the role that I've done, which is more of a a broker of, of feature articles. I look at what what you're doing as a professional journalist. Um, And then listening to to, to Paul's comments, I think that ability for you to talk to the marketer, be that the marketer as an independent like Paul or a marketer within within a company, from a journalist perspective, is a lot easier and enables you to pull from them what they actually need to do to get that across. I'm not asking you to tell me which is better working within an independent or working directly with a company that would be unfair but what are the key things that you look to in the initial um conversations to get out of the uh, the client
2: I think I mean obviously it depends on the subject or it depends you know if we're looking at for example a solution that a company has put out you know I want to know sort of the, the story of it, like what it is, what it does, why it's been created, you know, I, we could get into the technical stuff and that's, I'm sure that is something, there is there is a space for that, but I feel like for what we do, the idea is to tell the story behind what's, what the product is or what the solution is, because that's what people want to hear, they want to, you know, they want to feel sort of connected to, to whatever it is that they are, you know, what they're looking at or what they're hearing about, and I think that is what I want to find out. So, Essentially, my initial conversations with people about these things is just to sort of understand what the solution is, what the product is, and then find what the story is there that is going to engage people the most. So the more information I can have from the off, the better, essentially.
0: I I agree. Putting myself back to uh, when I was uh, still in uniform and picking the Various magazines up off of uh, off of mushroom tables is uh, firefighters and the industry are thirsty for information, and the more information you can give them, the better. But what they really like is, as you as you touched on there, is almost like a an in depth Discovery Channel look at how it's made, how it's how it uh, affects them, and and the whole process. So. By going back to where it begins and taking the reader through that journey, provides them with a, a better understanding of a the reason they're using it and b why they, if they're not already using it, should be using it. The I I've known some very very good marketers. I've known some not so good marketers. Nothing that from a from your perspective, Ian, when we when we read press releases and case studies that come through routinely via email that we're seeing on a daily basis. One of, the, one of the things that routinely frustrates me is where a marketer sends through a press release but doesn't even put the web address of the of the company to which the press releases uh, relate. There must be a lot more examples. What are some of the things that uh, listeners from a from a marketing background or not, as the case may be, we'll see as the the common omissions when we receive bits and pieces via email.
2: That is a good question, Duncan. Um, I think, yeah, what you said about just making sure the email address is in there and the website is in there and making sure I know who I can contact or where I can find more information Um. It's great, it's great to be, you know, obviously, if someone sent a press release, I will have their contact, but if I want to go back to them, the more I can have an advance of going back to them so I can actually know what I'm talking about helps a lot. I think, from my perspective, you know, I'm the editor of this magazine for an industry that is so broad and covers so many different things. There's no way that I could be an expert in all of that. As much as I'd like to say that I can, you know, be an expert in all things to do with detection or suppression or fire pumps, you know, I'm not, I'm not the expert here. and being able to research whatever it is that someone has reached out about always helps me a lot so then mo- basically if you either give me more information as much information about you as possible and talk to me in layman's terms or give me the ability to go and find that information myself so that when I come and approach you to work on this with you I have a better understanding of what it is that we're going to be working on if that makes sense yeah uh,
0: what, one of the um frustrations that I used to uh, suffer was where you you get a, a a press release through and then you get a for for more information contact and then when you contact that person they've got no idea what you're talking about. They're unaware that the press release has even gone out. And uh, I used to say to 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 people that news news that we put up on on the websites and in the uh, e newsletters on the whole is free. We don't charge for that, but the stuff that goes up straight away is the stuff that we don't need to do any work on. So if you get it right first time, then it goes up straight away. Um, and stuff that's been done for free, if there's work to be done on it, takes a backseat over the work that needs to be done for, uh, paying clients. So the importance for a, for a marketer is if you get it right first time, you've got a lot better chance of seeing that, um. Featured on the website Or um, industry Newsletters a lot quickly Or you've got a product There that's very interesting and has Grabbed my attention I'm going to come back to you Because I want to know more Paul I'm going to bring you Back in now to um, I'm not looking for you to defend The the marketer if you like In relation to the emissions that uh, That um, Ian And I have just uh, just talked About but when it comes To the the golden rules of a marketer on what should appear on a a news release or a case study. Does such a thing exist?
1: Yeah, there are some golden rules. I mean, many, many years ago, I actually did edit a trade magazine as part of my job for a trade body, not in the fire safety sector. And I used to get 200 press releases um, basically uh, a month. I had to go through, and out of those 200 press releases, maybe eight or 10 of them might have ended up in the magazine. So one of the golden rules is to make sure that if you're writing a press release, it's gonna be written in a style that can be picked up and used. We used to have a thing within my company where if somebody got a press release that was printed in full without any changes by the editor, they used to get a bonus. the idea was look at the magazine see how they present the information how it's written what the style's like and write like that and when i'm talking to my clients one of the first things i have to do is be a bit brutal with them really because sometimes i have to say to them is what we're announcing actually news have we actually got a news statement here or is it just something you just happen to be saying that could be said anytime and it's not really news and if it is news we've got to make sure we're getting that story absolutely right up at the top of the piece so the editor." Will have his attention grabbed, and he'll go, "Oh yeah, this is news. This looks interesting. I'm going to pick this up, and it's in a style which I can use." So, not that I think Ian's sitting around with his feet up drinking coffee all the time, but make his life easy. If that that that's half of the the, the trick. But there are two elements of writing for a trade mag. There's one which is presenting news and making announcements which is one particular style and the second area is about features providing feature articles more in-depth articles and there's a lot of skill to writing those articles to keep them interesting informative and really importantly not sales promotion you know there's we, we've got a lot of clients where we will have written an article for them and they'll, they'll phone us back and say you know it's a lovely article but you know what it's not it's not pushing my product enough. I said, well, this isn't a brochure. The International Fire Safety Journal is not your brochure. You have to provide something that's going to be of interest to the readership. And by doing that, you are doing something other than sales promotion. You're actually helping to build your brand as a thought leader within your sector, demonstrating your professional capability to your peers. That's an invaluable gift. If you can do that, that will help build your brand, and I think there's huge confusion within the sector about what marketing is and what brand, uh, uh, what branding is, and the difference between the two is somewhat lost. And I think building that reputation, so people have a perception about you as a company and you, what your products are, is really that's that that's the goal of where you want to be. Have an excellent brand, so people can instantly recall and perceive who you are what you're about and what your products are going to be like. And you can cover that by, by having a consistent program of writing good features, which help to educate the market and in so doing, help to build your brand as a company.
0: Yeah, so, um, You've touched on there about features, feature articles and, and building a brand. It's also important that you have a, a face of the brand or or a number of faces of the brand, because in a in a market such as ours, the the end user gets to um, see the face of of a of a client that is regularly writing feature articles, and and even though you write a generic article with an, with it being authored by your um, brand ambassador, if you like, and it being connected to that company, straight away builds confidence within the end user to say. Company X doesn't plaster this article with their brand, their name. They're talking about the the generics of the subject. It's uh, they let their brand talk for itself, but just educate us about the the, the whole theory. So, a lot of times, you see um, companies putting every a different person out for for very different reasons. Where by putting the same person up front for a specific subject and then maybe bring somebody in if the, if the company's got two or three different products enables the, the reader and the end user to be familiar with, with the company, but also the people behind that. And we talked earlier about trade shows and trade shows and the success of trade shows and, and investing in them is very much down to personalities and that face-to-face contact because if people it's amazing how many times somebody comes up to me and said i've seen your face in the magazine blah 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 it's it's that connection straight away that you've got something to talk about and from a client's perspective if they're putting in articles and a client sees oh I, i read his article or read her article in the last issue of ifsj very good article i've got something in common with them now i can I can start a conversation straight away without having to to go in cold. So, vitally important. Ian, I'm coming to you. Um, one of the one of the things that our clients are really um, excited about and are really um, complimentary about is the way in which uh, you have the ability to just speak to a client. Get them. I, I remember when I met you first. You said if you can get them to to talk and send me an audio file, then I'll create a feature article. And and by jove, you certainly do that. And and that is certainly a uh, a huge positive for for IFSJ. Um, is that your preferred way of doing it, or or is is you use a number of different methods?
2: Um, I think my preferred method is we sort of set up interviews with whoever that we're working with you know especially if it's somebody new and I will say this about the fire industry is that they're quite old school a lot of them are not very good at you know writing is not their forte and that's fine you know but I know a lot of them can talk so I think the easiest thing for us is often for me specifically is to um, set up an interview we will decide on some questions in advance of things that we want to talk about we will sort of nail those down is here are the things that I think is good to cover and then we'll just sit and talk and we'll, and you know they'll be prepared enough or they'll be have enough expertise that they can just talk us through it and it's an easy process for me to then sit down with that information put it all together and put it into an article you know I know it's quite daunting for a lot of people to just you know to say oh I need 2000 words on this subject and they don't know where to start but for my end it's you know that's that's an easy thing for me to do so this is kind of what I'm here for and it's so much nicer to hear the words from the person it's you know it's a lot more personable there's a lot more yeah yeah it's just it's a nicer experience from my end I think it definitely gives a more human feel to the article in the end that people feel like they're actually listening to a person and not just some sort of overly technical or you know full of jargon kind of thing um there's obviously a balance to that but yeah I think you know my preferred method is to sit and have the conversation or if I'm lucky enough to work with someone like Paul, who is incredibly good at his job and, uh, you know, provides such clean and clear content for us, then, you know, th- those are the best ways for us to go about it.
0: Excellent. Um, Paul, I'm coming back to you for, I want to say a final word, but I, I want to, I want you to sum up almost in maybe two or three sentences, what the, what a marketer should do to make sure that they're going to be a success in terms of fulfilling the, the needs of their client.
1: The, I think the key thing is to, is to listen. <laughs> Listening is a skill which is really undervalued these days. Um, And I think uh, you really need to listen to what your client is saying to you, what the customer is saying to you, so you can go, right, how can I actually take that message and put it into a format and a style which is going to be appropriate for a particular publication or a particular form of marketing promotion. So you've got to listen very, very carefully. I think the other recommendation I always make to anybody who's doing marketing in any sector, not just this one, but any sector, and that you've got to be consistent. You've got to consistently come up with a series of stories, a series of news items over a period of time to help build your profile. You're not going to do it in two to three months. It could take you a whole year or even longer to be able to do that i had a phone call last week absolute true story a guy phoned me up chief executive of a fairly large um company supplying in the fire safety sector and he said to me i'm sick to death of seeing paul pope in the trade media he's always at every magazine you pick up he's there i'm sick of it i want to replace paul pope and i said one simple thing great what what are your stories what are you going to tell me that's going to allow me to give a consistent series of messages to the trade media to get your products and your brand known and understood and and he didn't have it there was nothing there he just had basic products, the same as everybody else. I said, no, you need a you need a, a focused marketing strategy to take your products, give them character, bring them to life and help build that brand over a period of time. Just simply trying to respond because somebody happens to be in the media all the time is, is not what you should be thinking. You're starting at the wrong end of the formula. So what you should be doing is being very clear. What do your customers need? what messages do you need to get that across to them and what are the best platforms to deliver those messages to those customers and that can include trade media it can include attending events and it can include other formats such as blogs and webinars etc
0: i i refer or see marketing where you see a company trying to to fire back with something after they've seen uh, a competitor do it, and um, unless they are prepared, like you say, then it's destined destined for for yeah. failure. Because very often you see something that comes out from that reactive marketing that yeah. all they're doing is uh, is putting something out that they're not prepared for, and it's it's caused it times
1: great embarrassment. Absolutely, Duncan. And, you know, and I have to say, I work in lots of different sectors. My company works you know globally, and we work in lots of different industries. The fire safety sector internationally is one sector which spends more time looking over its shoulder at what its competitors are doing. Now, you need to be competitor aware, of course you do, it's part of your marketing research, but at the same time, you should be plowing your furrow, you should be saying, this is who I am, this is what my company does, and these are the benefits that my products are gonna bring to my customers, instead of just reacting to what anybody else is doing. There's too much of that goes on in the fire safety sector.
0: Yeah, I agree, Ian. Coming to you um, to sum up from a from an editor's perspective to to a marketer, um, what do they need to do to grab your attention to to ensure that uh, you're going to uh, look at what they're sending out first time rather than it sitting at the bottom of the pile?
2: I would say, just picking up on what Paul said, you know, no know what know the reason behind what why you're doing what you're doing you know know what your solution is but know what your solution is about know what your product is for understand that what you know what is the message that you're trying to send not just i have a new product i have a new solution you know you we want to know why that is something that we should invest in or what What is. what is your mission what is your story as a as a brand that is that is the most important thing because that's what people will be more interested to hear than just yeah, just you know, statistics, statistics, or like specs or whatever. Um, the only other thing I wanted to add that I've not that I've not added yet is take some pictures, get some good imagery of your products or your solutions or you know places where you have installed whatever it is that you've created. You know that that goes a long way. I, I cannot stress that enough. That I know the fire industry is not always the best in terms of high quality imagery, but if you can do that, it's worth it's worth investing in because when people can see that, then that makes such a huge difference. For, for
0: us yeah. and for, for everyone and and as they uh, as they always say that uh, a picture paints a thousand words and um we could we could talk for another half an hour about um press releases with images that you would argue have got nothing to do with the brand or nothing to do with the with the press release um but what is is hugely beneficial to to IFSJ is the is the in-house design team and the access that uh, the guys and girls have got to uh, a whole range of of um, images from the sector for the sector. And there are times when clients come on and say we've got no suitable imagery, but uh, it's amazing how they pull the rabbit out of the hat every time to uh, to get what uh, the client uh, requires. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Um, we could talk uh for longer. It's uh it was interesting, Ian, a comment you made about people within the fire sector aren't aren't shy at talking, and uh, I can uh, completely agree with that. Uh um many a long airplane ride has been has been made a lot shorter by sitting next to somebody from within the industry. So we're gonna wrap it up here. We're gonna uh I'm sure that we're gonna come back and revisit uh this again and look at things from a different angle in a in a podcast it uh, is some later date i've been duncan white i've had the pleasure of talking to paul davison chief executive officer of proteus communications group and ian hoy editor of the international fire and safety journal gentlemen thank you very much
1: thank you